0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Matthew 10, verses 16 through 25. This is in the middle of Jesus' second major discourse out of five in the book of Matthew. Just yesterday we saw him send out the twelve apostles, and this is kind of an addendum to what he says as he is sending them out. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. So, this isn't a great picture. You're going to go out as sheep, and there are wolves out there who are looking to destroy you. So in order to handle yourselves out there and survive, you need to be wise as serpents. Serpents were known to be cunning and intellectually shrewd. We're going to learn about a parable of a shrewd manager later in the New Testament. Jesus commends shrewdness, and some people have a problem with this that Jesus is commending, but he's saying, be smart out there, be shrewd, be wise, have maybe some street smarts. He also says, be as innocent as As doves. In other words, be totally pure. Don't let your shrewdness turn into manipulation or lying. But, you know, while being innocent, you should still be smart and shrewd and wise as serpents. Beware of men, Jesus says for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. In other words, Jesus says the Jewish people are going to turn on you. By the way, synagogues were not just places of worship, but they were places where discipline was carried out. And so flogging for different things did happen in a synagogue. Not only that, not only are your own people, the Jewish people, going to mistreat you, but the Gentiles are also going to do that. Governors and kings, like think of Pontius Pilate, who was a Roman governor of a Gentile nation, Rome. These people are going to call you in before courts and kings and you're going to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. In other words, it's kind of like the providence of God to help his message go forward is going to allow for these people to be mistreated and persecuted. So when they're standing before Gentiles, they can bear witness to the truth of who Jesus is, which is going to help to promote the gospel going forward. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour. It's incredible. Just this morning, I was going into a meeting and talked to a couple of the guys that were going in with me, and we weren't exactly sure how it was going to go. And our prayer was, Lord, just put your words in our mouths. Give us understanding. Help us to discern the right way to speak. Help us to discern when not to speak. And it's amazing how many times in our lives the Lord just gives us the words that we need in that moment. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of the Father who is speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. In other words, as this gospel goes out, as you, as disciples, as apostles, Jesus is saying as he's sending them out, this is going to be a very controversial message. And it's going to divide families. And this is just a price that's going to be paid. It's something that you should expect. Don't be surprised by it. I'm telling you ahead of time, this is going to be the cost of following me. You will be hated by all for my name. Name's sake. Friends, I think one of the highest values. In our culture today is to not be disliked, much less not be hated. Part of following Christ is going to bring about hatred from some people toward us. And it's not them per se who's hating us. Paul says in Ephesians 6 that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms. So there are many people who are deceived, friends of ours, neighbors, family members. Many of them we get along with well, but they don't recognize Christ for who he is. They don't recognize God for who he is. They scoff at the truth of scripture. And in most cases, we can coexist with these people, but there are going to be people who hate our guts because of what we believe about who Jesus is. We shouldn't be surprised by that, because when Jesus sends out his disciples, he says, this is going to happen to you, and it's going to happen to us. He says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will have not gone through all the towns of Israel before the sun. Of man comes. There's a lot of question about what that means before the Son of Man comes. One understanding is that when Jesus rises back from the dead, that's when the Son of Man will come. Or another one is it's referring to when Jesus will send his Spirit at Pentecost. Or a third understanding is that the Son of Man coming is his coming judgment on Jerusalem, which was born out in 70 AD when Jerusalem was destroyed. And a fourth one is the second coming of Christ at the end of the age. Well, the first three we could fit into the historical timeline and understand it. The fourth one is a little harder to understand if it refers to the second coming of Christ at the end of the age. Well, that certainly hasn't happened yet. And here we are talking about they're not going to get to all the towns in Israel before the Son of Man comes. So there's some mystery related to that. And I'm not exactly sure where I stand in terms of how I understand when the Son of Man comes, what that's referring to specifically. The point is that you're going to get persecuted. He's promising the disciples as you go from town to town, and we can expect to be persecuted as Christ followers as well. Finally, verses 24 and 25, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, that's another name for Satan, how much more will they malign those of his household? What Jesus is saying, and we saw this in just a text the other day, they're referring to Jesus as Satan. They believe that he's doing these miracles, but they think he's doing it in the power of Satan. So if they're going to call the Pharisees, the scribes, the teachers of the law, if they're going to call Jesus Satan, then how much more are they going to malign those of us and these disciples who are being sent out, who are part of the household of Christ, who are doing his work? We should expect the same. We should expect very bad treatment from the world. We should expect to be Hated. We should expect to be maligned. And there's no need for us to go out of our way and bring that on ourselves by doing stupid stuff. But we should also assume that if we're serious about following Christ and representing him in this world and doing and saying and being the people he wants us to be, this is just gonna be a natural consequence of it. Not everyone's gonna love us. We're not gonna get along with everyone. And that's part of the cost of discipleship, Jesus says. Lord, help us to serve you, follow you, obey you, no matter what the cost, amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusade Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30 minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners.